Illegal Pete's is back, and we are so pumped to have them on board again. As you guys know, the pandemic shut down lots of restaurants, and Illegal Pete's was one of them. They've been back in action for a while now, and we couldn't be happier to promote them. They have a bunch of awesome new stuff going on, including their sound check promotion, which is an ongoing promotion at all locations that offers a free draft beer or house marg with purchase of an adult entree when the guest shows a same-day ticket to any event. So jump on that if you're starting to go out do things again illegal Pete's can hook you up they also launched their party margs during the pandemic which are 32 ounce house margaritas four times larger than their normal one you can get stuff during happy hour at all locations from 3 to 6 p.m every day one dollar off all drafts one dollar off house and coin style margs twenty dollar party margs one dollar off large chips and queso as well just a bunch of awesome deals right now. Also, apparently their queso is really great and people love knowing that. So now you know. Head on over to Illegal Pete's and get yourself some awesome food today. DNVR Avalanche Podcast, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. Be sure to use code DNVR when you sign up for a new account with them. I'm your host, Bruto, joined by AJ Hayfley. Talk a little bit, not about the abs, but the first team eliminated from the playoffs. Because for them, life goes on. And they have a lot of work to do, potentially, if they don't want to get swept again next year, I suppose. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, you could, uh, you know, going going back to the old division format, I think they have a lot of work to do if they just want to get back to the postseason. Yeah, true. Um, look, they were the team that definitively finished in fourth in the Western division this year. Yeah. It wasn't particularly close to the top three teams. Yeah. We've, we've yeah. talked a little bit before about how assuming divisions go back to what they are normally, you're talking about, yes, Vegas drops out of the division, but you still have Colorado. You still have Minnesota. You gain a team like Winnipeg into the division. Yeah. And it doesn't necessarily give them easier to make the playoffs. Yeah. St. Louis finished with 63, 63 points this year. Uh, they finished behind Nashville and Winnipeg. Nashville yep. was 64. Winnipeg was 63, but had a major tiebreaker advantage over, over St. Louis. Yep. So work to be done. No doubt for them yep. in one way or another. And also keep in mind, Dallas finished with 60, and had about the unluckiest season of any team in recent NHL history. Yeah, the Central is is always the Thunderdome. It is yeah. known. So uh, they're they're they start off in that melee. And let's let's also be real here. There's probably a good chance that Minnesota slides back into that group. Yep. <clears throat> without knowing what they do this offseason. For uh, sure. I have a hard time thinking that they would keep up in a significant tougher division. More, yeah. yeah. That a, a much tougher division where they don't have the cakewalks of California. Arizona is joining the division, but uh yeah. excellent choice there, by the way, Brendan. 
the uh, the big moose shirt. It's a good one. It's a good one. Yeah, really, they're all good. To be fair, yeah, but... we talked about this yesterday, right? There are no bad ones. Yeah, new shirt probably yeah, maybe coming soon. Yep, yep. There could be a new shirt on the horizon. Keep your eyes peeled for that as well. I forgot to respond to that this morning. <laughs> it's okay. Remind me. Remind me to get back to Eric after the show. There you go. We'll do. Uh, but let's jump in. Let's take a look at the St. Louis Blues, where their roster stands. Uh, let's do the easy part first. We're starting in goal. They're locked into Jordan Bennington, full yep. stop. Uh, his 6 by 6 starts next year, yep. and it's ride or die, basically, at this point with him. Yeah, um, and I look, he was not their number one problem in the series. No. Uh, I wrote last night that he was probably their best player in the series, but that's not saying a lot. He finished with pretty low bar. Yeah. Finished with an 899 save percentage. And like it was like he was okay, right? Like there were some great saves along the way. But it wasn't it wasn't like he got beat by 20 phenomenal shots. There were yeah. some softies in there for sure. There were some in there where, you know, it was just okay from him. Yeah. I, it's, <clears throat> you don't have a problem with Jordan, Jordan Bennington as an NHL goaltender, potentially even a starting NHL goaltender. Yeah. You look at his stats and you look at the six by six and you go, hmm. Is that is there value yeah. there? And I'm well, not so sure. Especially, he's lost his last nine playoff games, and he's been you know last year five games he had an 851 save percentage. This year four games and he had an 899 save percentage. Uh, I appreciate the super chat, James, but no, Avs didn't need no Arenado trade to get that sweep done. <laughs> yeah, they uh. Look, Austin Gomber looks fun, and that's all I have to say about it. <laughs> Nothing more to add to that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, luckily, this podcast doesn't have to talk about that trade. So, <laughs> yeah, luckily, thank God. <laughs> um, yeah, Bennington, it is what it is. Uh, yeah. He's gonna I, be their guy. He's their writer. You don't you don't sign a six by six and then move on from it. Yep. Within the Certainly first only not in year one, two, or three, probably. But yeah. well, he has he actually has full no trade clause protection the first three years. Yep. And then the last three years, it's still pretty beefy. It's modified, but it's an 18 team list. And it yep. gets every year, every year, uh that number goes down. It goes from 18 to 14 to 10. I'm, uh, if his stats keep looking like they do this year, yeah, who's going to want to trade for him anyway, unless they retain, I suppose. But um, It's really easy to imagine him ending up in Edmonton in a few years. I think the bigger question right now for St. Louis and goal is what do they do about their backup? Because Ville Huso was not particularly good this year. Yes, he was decent record of nine six and one, but his underlyings are quite bad. Finish with a shutout. Yeah, one shutout. Very, very neat. He also had a save percentage of eight ninety three. Yeah, his goals against average of over three. In yeah, seventeen games. It's not great. It is not. <clears throat> yeah, Grubauer dunking on Bennington on Instagram. Yep. today was humorous. Thing. He was funny. <laughs> Hold me um, back, bro. Round one memories. Yeah. <laughs> In any yeah. case. Yeah. So, like, their goaltending, their goaltending, look, they're going to have to find an answer. Um, As with half the league every year, they'll yeah. be on the backup goaltender carousel in the offseason. And Ville Husso signed next year as well, so they might as well, they might just they might just run that back. You think? Here's here's the beautiful picture of Group Hour on Instagram. Who's that Kamenev 99 guy? <laughs> Interesting. I don't know who Steve Nolesky is either, to be fair. But 
Oh, he's an ESPN guy. Good for him. No, that doesn't say ESPN. That says ESE. All right. It's hard to read. Anyway. <laughs> uh, they do still have Huso next year. They could just ride it, even though the numbers weren't particularly great. Yeah. They should definitely invest in a third guy. Yeah. Uh, John John Gillies, uh, Joel Hoffer, and Evan Fitzpatrick are not it. New and Gilly's a UFA too. The probably the closest of the ones to guys being a third goaltender. Yeah. Um. So certainly some question marks on the second and third goaltenders in St. Louis, but that's not that huge of a deal. Yeah. I mean, we're gonna have the same conversation in Colorado about a third goaltender. So. Yep. Again. <laughs> and again. And yeah. again. And again. Yeah. <laughs> I will. I will add. Um, the Blues are set to have right around fifteen million in cap space, so a little bit of room to do some stuff. But when we get to the forward group, you'll see yeah. why that fifteen million is yeah. not. We're gonna have some conversations about a few players. Yeah. Um. Before we do jump in, I, I'll save the defense for for segment two here. Uh, Craig Berube has been St. Louis's head coach since 2018. Joined them halfway through the year After to win Hill. the Stanley Cup and has since led them to two first round first round losses. Any warmth there on the seat or <clears throat> uh no, I would say not yet because you can always look back um you know, look, the round robin that they lost uh, all of the games in last year and then their first round sweep last year in the play-in. Like, yeah, it's a thing, right? And then this year they get swept by the Avs. Like, sorry, but the Avs are pretty good this year. Yep. Did so, run into a decent team. Yeah, and and they were as we talked about yesterday, they were a compromised version of themselves in the series. Um, you can't really hold Craig Berube responsible for that, I don't think. Yeah, uh, I would say, I would definitely say he gets next year. And look, if they tank it out again, yeah, if they don't make the postseason next year, if they sneak in as an eight seed and they're not competitive in the first round again. I think then you have to have that conversation, yeah. especially because this is a management group that goes hard every year. Like certainly the not shy. Blues, yeah, the St. Louis Blues are in everything every year. If there's a big player that's out there, they're involved. You know their stubbornness with Alex Petrangelo last year was stupid and self defeating, and it forced them to turn to Tori Krug. Who, by the way, yeah, that first yeah. year, yikes! I mean, that's that's part of the live and die of if you're in everything. <laughs> sometimes you get Tory Krug, you will, and Justin Falk, right? Like, and what? like Justin Falk had a nice bounce back and, type of year. Honestly, yeah, he had he had like a solid season. Yeah, uh, but you're still you're still talking about like they don't certainly not replacing Petrangelo. <laughs> yeah, um, and Colton Pareko had so many injuries this year. That yeah, yeah. He never really got he never really got going in the chance to like step up and be the man. So all of this to say, like, just we'll we'll see. As of right now. Um, if they're going to improve their defense, it's got to come via the trade market. There's not a lot out there in UFA. There rarely is these days. Um, yeah, we'll talk about the defense a little bit more in a second. Jacob, we've not talked about the Oilers, but I don't know that there's much to say. Uh, they blew the they're, 4-1 lead, but... Their depth hasn't been great, and Mike Smith... Um, yep, is still Mike Smith, it turns out. Yeah, I mean, Mike Smith... Uh, that game-tying goal last night is a joke. Yep. That's that's one where you could see the players on the ice were like, bro, 
we've given you four goals. You've got to give us some help here. Yep. All right. And that overtime goal was just sweet. I mean, yep. Nick Ehlers off the face off, baby. Both Nick Ehlers goals were were great goals last night. And the Wheeler goal, I didn't have an issue with either. I thought that was a good goal. Need some help. Like, you got to – somebody's got to clear out a rebound, play some defense, get a body on a guy. Edmonton, Edmonton, Winnipeg just had dudes just skating around freely. Kind of, sort of. They they look – I don't know. Edmonton just looks so weak. Connor McDavid scores three points and everybody wants to hone in on a mistake that he makes and it's like there's uh, 17 other skaters on that hockey team yeah there's no winning for that guy at that point yeah all right we can take our first period break there as we are brought to you by Breckenridge Brewery the official beer of DNVR you can get it down at the DNVR bar as well as the Breck Bruce Seltzer is now available at the bar so come on down get some there or check out a local liquor store near you if you find it pick it up while you still can the seltzers especially go extremely quickly so jump on it also brought to you by greed mountain dental group the best family dentist here in the denver metro area just 15 minutes from downtown over in lakewood we've had dozens of people switch and they've all said it's one of the best dental experiences they've ever had so Join Green Mountain Dental Group, get yourself a cleaning x-ray and exam, and you'll get yourself a free Sonicare toothbrush just for taking care of your teeth. And while you're at it, you'll probably save a little bit of money with them. So consider signing up for a DNVR membership. You not only get the amazing content that we all bring you, but you also get access to the DNVR lounge. You get big beers at the bar. You get yourself a shirt and a mask. It's great deals all the way around. Obviously, we're just talking about how dope our shirts are, so there's that. Uh, yeah, come be part of the fam. Come uh, come enjoy it. I highly recommend, if you haven't made it to the bar yet, to come on down. Uh, the playoff games were hopping, for sure, down at the bar. So you can probably tell by my voice that it's a, it's a good time at the bar of late. So, yeah. <laughs> AJ just nods into the camera. All all the brooms that we had here yesterday were amazing. There were quite a few brooms. I was surprised how many actually showed up. So that was dope. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Let's get into this Blues defense. There's not a ton that's going to change. They're locked into Falk. They're locked into Krug. They are locked into Scandella. Um, next year will be the last year of Pareko's deal, which is a little bit interesting. He's a UFA after that. But again, as they kind of kick this can down the road, Vince Dunn will have to get a new contract in this coming off season. I think Yanni's yeah, gone. Um, I just think they wanted to trade him at the start of the year. He didn't have a very good season. Uh, I think that he's that's a fresh start situation there. And that they couldn't find a taker at the beginning of the year. You remember nobody had any money at yep. the start of the regular season. Yep. Uh, like it was like 20 teams were within $2 million of the cap limit. And half the teams ended up needing to use LTIR yeah. space to even get across the finish line. So, yep. So when uh, when we get into the offseason, I think we're going to see a lot of flex, a lot more flexibility. Obviously, expiring contracts and stuff. And um, I just think Vince Dunn will be a move that they make. I have no idea what it looks like. Uh, I I don't know that that's a. Uh, I don't you know I don't know if that's a pick deal or. Um, Right, uh, whatever it is coming back the other way. But. Like a, a, a change of scenery guy for a change of scenery guy. Is there another? Is there another defenseman out there that could just use a change of scenery? You know, how many years are left on Keith Yandel's contract? Probably too many. And, and at that, you know, at that price point, probably not going to be great either. Yeah, there's two more years at six point three for Yandel. I just, you know, yeah. Totally. That would be exactly the kind of thing that the Blues would do. Yep. Swap for someone else's 
Yeah. And Let's when try you, something new type of guy. Yeah. When you look into free agency, uh, assuming that Tyson Berry and Dougie Hamilton stay where they are. Sure. The guy that really jumps out to me on this list is Jamie Alexiak. Does that not feel like the blues? That's a very blues guy. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's exactly the kind of guy that they go for. You know, Ian Cole's also going to be a free agent. Patrick Nemeth. I think all of these, these like physical defensive defensemen. Mucky, slow, grindy, hockey style. Yeah. Yeah. And in the case of, well, I guess Alexiak went to the cup finals last year, so. They can all kind of all three of those guys will be able to boast some kind of playoff playoff run. experience. Yeah. Um, Nemeth's how what it will be whatever this run becomes for the Abs. Yep. Um, obviously, Cole with multiple cups and all that. Dmitry Kulikov, Eric Branson, like these are these are all dudes that feel like they would make some level of sense in in St. Louis. Adam Larson's a free agent. Hmm. See, making it to free agency. Yeah, he probably does, I suppose. I, I well, Edmonton has to make some choices. Yeah. So that's, you know, of course, this is why it's hard to look at a free agency list and be like, well, how's this going to go? You know, because the season will end and before we get to free agency, chaos will happen, no doubt. 75% of these guys will re sign where they are and you're just looking at just a wasteland of a list. Yep. So, um, yeah, I mean, even if Barry leaves Edmonton, that's not what St. Louis needs to fix their problems. That'd be you're running. That would be the exact opposite. Yeah, if you're running Falk, Barry, and <laughs> Krug, that's tough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead and load up with a Krug and Barry pairing. Oh my god! It's the mighty mighty Munchkins. <laughs> that puck better only go one way. Or you're in trouble with that pair. I feel like it is only going to go one way. It's the just, wrong way. <laughs> it's just not going to be what they think it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. No, I'm uh, Alec Martinez, too. I didn't mention him. Um, yeah, yeah. Vegas is going to have a really hard time bringing him back. So I think Alec Martinez. Yeah. Vegas Alec, is going to have to make some decisions. I think there's a good chance Alec Martinez is the bell of the ball on the defensive free agent market this year. All right. I, it's just, is that not an explanation of how blah the defensive free agent market is going to be? Nothing against Alec Martinez, but still a good player, but he's 33. Exactly. Um, and I really do. Jamie Alexiak is a guy, uh, I don't think that look, if uh, just as an aside here, if Ryan Graves goes to Seattle on expansion or something. Uh, there's a hole to be filled there. Just saying, I would be curious. Uh, I know the Avalanche looked into it at the deadline. And that Alexiak is a guy that if he got to the open market, there would be talks. Would be an interesting, would be an interesting guy. You'd really bring a different element. Just as a big mean dude. That's actually big and mean. Like Patrick Nemeth is like a like he can play physically and all that, but it's like he doesn't really have that rub to his game. Well, yeah, like, nobody's afraid of Patrick Nemeth. Yep, Jamie Alexiak will like kill a man. <laughs> Just so we're clear, um, so I think part of the problem looking at St. Louis is that I don't love their prospect depth coming through. It's yes, bad, dude. Like, like, they have Pernovich, and I guess good. Jake Neighbors, whatever you want to make of him. Yeah. But Look, Scott Perunovich is definitely going to be part of their defense next season, assuming that he's healthy. Sure, but I'm, you're looking at it, and you're going, how high-end really is this talent that they have coming? Kadri does not have an NMC. No, he does not. Hmm. Um, and I just look, I know I love Nikita Alexandrov, but <laughs> that dude's not exactly close to making the NHL just yet. Well, and if that's a top five prospect, that says everything about your system. Yep, exactly. So it, 
when you're a team that let's face it over the last couple of years has moved in the wrong direction as far as making playoff runs. It's not like they have all the cap space in the world as we'll get to in the forward conversation and they're not going to get a lot of help internally. You start to run into a problem of how do you fill all the holes that you're going to end up with? And I mean, look, teams find ways to do it every single year. But money-wise, it's a lot tougher to do that through free agency in the trade market than it yeah. is internally. So, Clem Costin is kind of bad. Yeah, he's low-key not very good. Just they had a, the, they, the Blues had a chance to put him on the to play him in this series. Yep, and they Those, chose they, not to. Yeah, they said no, thank you. So. so, yeah, that tells you how they feel about him. Uh, an AHL playoff update. The Eagles made it. They lost immediately. They lost 5-1 to San Jose, and then it was over. Yep. Sampo as... Ranta got the only goal. He sure that did. Was, that was fun. <laughs> and that so. was that. Yeah. Eagles have made the playoffs in every year of their existence, though. So yeah. that's cool. This was this this should have been last year's team. I actually think would have been really good. Yep. Postseason. This year's team. It was always destined it, to be weird because of the taxi squad. Yeah, I was gonna say it was, it's hard to judge because they lost so many of the so many guys uh, throughout the year. But anyway, sticking back to our topic of the day. Indeed. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I. I I'm just looking through St. Louis's uh, reserve list, and there's just the prospect pool is just not it's, bro. It's bad. Yeah, they had they had Dominic Bach, and they traded him for Justin Volk. Yep. Not that Dominic Bach is tearing anything up, but so. their pick capital, they're okay there. They don't have their second rounder or fourth rounder this year, but. Other than that, they're fine, especially with this year's draft, which is very, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and that's kind of, uh, when you talk about a, a team that feels like they are in their cup window and they just kind of keep going for it. Yep. And then it starts to the land of diminishing returns. This is exactly what it looks like. Yep. This is that team. It's, it's, same, it's the St. Louis Blues. Yeah, that's a really good way to put it, honestly. It... Yeah, and I, I think part of their part of their problem here, uh, just it's tough to pass too much judgment because Falca Bortuzzo are kind of a big part of their defense. Um, from in my opinion, the Blues' best prospect is Perunovic. I think the only guy who gives them any run would be Neighbors, and honestly, yeah. I mean, Neighbors is a very specific type of prospect. Neighbors was a very, very blue pick to the system pick for sure. Yeah. When they, when they drafted him, we were all like, Oh God. Yep. St. Louis blue is going to be annoying. Grindy. (laughs) This dude's going to come in and he's going to be good. Lawson Kraus. It's this is going to, this is going to be frustrating. So, uh, I, I like. I really like neighbors. He was a guy that I was interested in for the ads last year, um, just to bring a totally different element as a forward prospect. Um, Question but definitely the feeling there for sure would not have been a good identity pick at all. But it would no. have been a more. We're trying to be more well rounded. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, I like I like neighbors, but he's not a guy that I think is an impact player of them next year. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd give him, I'd give him one more year. Yeah, agreed. Um, so, yeah, the, the prospect pool's just thin. I don't know how else to put it. Yeah, it's just not. It's the they don't have the guys. They don't have any plug and play. They don't have any high end. Um, I think they still have too much veteran talent on hand for them to consider the old tear it down and start over. But. They have positioned themselves very nicely to be in the Calgary zone for, for a the next, bit here for yep. a few years now. 
We will get into that conversation after we take our second period break as we are brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. They have amazing odds boosts every single day, but right now they are still giving you an opportunity to turn $5 into $200. That's 40 to 1 odds on any basketball game. All you have to do is pick any team that is still in the hunt for the championship, and if that team wins, you'll receive $200 in free credits. So pick a team that's not eliminated, bet $5 on them, and if that team wins, you can cash 200 bucks in credits. Jump on it over at DraftKings Sportsbook today. Get the 42 odds. Of course, if basketball is not your thing, you can always bet on hockey, basketball, baseball, football, college sports, other sports, UFC, sailing, you name it. You can get it at DraftKings Sportsbook. They're super easy to use, and they're super safe and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Over with them, obviously, beyond the normal odds boosts, they can just give you some great deals at times. Keep your eyes peeled. When you see uh, Andre Burakovsky at one and a half shots, you take it. That was a popular bet the other day in the St. Louis series. You know, Sometimes bets are easy. Or you can be like Hank and YOLO bet 5-1 scores and win $200. Also, Ryan for, told him to bet that 5-1 score. Yeah, Ryan YOLO yeah, but he, I will say. But Hank is the one who actually bet it. So That's true. That's true. <laughs> Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the DNVR promo code to let them know we sent you over there and get that $5 to $200 deal. You can bet on that basketball team of your choice again to win to get that one. Use promo code DNVR for a limited time only. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Wager paid out in site credits. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Also brought to you by Strava Craft Coffee, the CBD-infused coffee that has really changed lives. You can get that down at the DNVR bar cold brew if you're heading down there, or you can get it online and get 25% off when you use code DNVR25 on your first purchase. Check them out if you haven't yet. They've been with, with us for a very long time, and they make awesome stuff. Last but certainly not least, also brought to you by Solace Meds, who are giving you amazing deals all the time right now. You can go online and get 20% off when you use code DNVR20 at checkout. You can order online and then head on down to the local store and pick it up. Super quick and easy to use. There's four different locations, one up in Fort Collins, one here, two here in Denver, I believe, one of them in Wheat Ridge, and uh, one a little bit down south as well. There also happen to be two in uh Oklahoma, if that's your vibe. Beyond that, on holidays coming up, you get buy one, get one, three deals on Memorial Day. So check that out. 20% off select products in the store as well. So they just have a ton of deals. I can't explain them all to you. There's too many. So go check it out. See them in person and find a deal that is right for you. SolaceMeds.com, S-O-L-A-C-E-Meds.com if you want to purchase online before you go down there. Get yourself a great deal. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, I have no idea what the odds for Mickelson winning uh, winning the PGA were, but I imagine you got pretty good money on those. Yeah, he won... Uh, I think he said it was a plus fifteen hundred. That is pretty darn good, right yeah, there. I, th- I think that's what he said. So uh, I know he won a couple hundred dollars on it. There you go. If you got the vibe, you can cash in big time. No doubt about that. Uh, Blues forwards. They are locked in to Vladimir Tarasenko, Ryan O'Reilly, and Braden Shit. Pretty much. I guess Perron has one more year as well. Uh, Everything after that is pretty much fair game. Yeah. So the really, the, the, the big contracts here, the UFAs. Yep. uh, Hoffman, Bozak, Schwartz. Yep. Now Hoffman was a disaster there. Yeah. He was a power play only. He played on the fourth line. Ultra specialist that just didn't work out really. (laughs) And he's going to have a really hard time. I think finding, the job 
I, I'm sure someone will give him a deal, but it's not going to be anywhere near $4 million. I think it's going to be, I think it's probably going to be one of those key signs with a lower tier team gets put on our top power play unit and tries to pump up his numbers and they try and move him at the deadline to a team that's like, well, we could really use this guy. I think that's to me that's where it makes the it most makes sense, sense for his yeah. market to go. I him signing with a, a team a, a contender that wants to sign that guy I think is making a mistake. <laughs> there are just other options in the free agent market at forward that I would look at first. Yep. Cuz it's not it's not a great class. Um look, the the best the best players in this class, the highest scoring players in this class are Landis Gog, Krejci, Ovechkin, and then Hoffman, and Ryan Nugent Hopkins and Taylor Hall, Zach Hyman, Blake Coleman. And how many of those dudes even actually make it? Yeah, and I think that there's a good chance that <clears throat> those top three guys, Landis Gog, Krejci, and Ovechkin, stay where they are. Yep. Yeah, I... And I think RNH, um, good chance good he stays. Chance he stays. Taylor Hall want, has made that he wants no to secret yeah. about his desire to stay there. Yep. Um, and then after that, you start to get into you know Tomas Tatar, Phil Deneau, Brandon Saad, Mikhail Granlund. Um, Quality players, but certainly it's a, a de- down. Like it's, yeah. it's a decent class. You're gonna get some. Um, middle six forward guys that will be in this class. Yep. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> the big the big question that they really have to answer is I think let Hoffman go and let Bozak go. I think that's yeah. Easy, I, right? Agreed. I, you don't have to think too hard about those ones. It's Jaden Schwartz. He was a big part. You know, he's he's been a been a blue forever. It's their first round pick in twenty ten. Like has been has been part of the whole solution there, right? Yep. He's always been injured. Uh, he's played eighty games exactly once. Uh, he's only broken seventy games a couple of times in his career. Constant. The guy's constantly hurt, and this year, four games in the in the playoff series. Did you notice that he played? Nope. Were you even aware he was in the series? Might as well not have mattered. There were two times when he had the puck when I was like, oh, shit, that's Jaden Schwartz. And then nothing happened. <laughs> nothing. I mean, could just be a bad series, right? But 21 points in 40 games for everybody that's dying to move on from Nazem Kadri. Schwartz is worse. Like... You know, oh, the Avs, the Avs should leave Kadri exposed in the expansion draft. First of all, he'd get taken. Yeah, without a doubt, that dude would get slam dunked yeah. by Seattle. But and then you need a second line center. But we'll use him. We'll kind of, I'm going to use Kadri kind of as a reference point here. Sure. Um, also, can look at a couple of these other guys. You look at uh, Jonas Donskoy, 31 points this year. So. I, I do think it's tough for St. Louis to get rid of him, though. Uh, like like we said about Hoffman, he's a specialist. The dude's in a weird spot. Doesn't make a ton of sense. Which, uh, with Bozak, he's 35. It, weird. Would be a weird bring back for St. Louis. Yeah, so, like, Bozak I could see, as brought up here in the, in the chat, like, Bozak coming back on, like, a $2 million deal. Sure, if he's willing to take that big of a pay cut. I think the big thing that they need to do is they need to just swap Bozak and Robert Thomas in the lineup, put Robert Thomas in your top six and Bozak is your true three C here. That would be better. But this is, this is also where like, Hey, if they don't want to do that, this is where Phil Deneau would make a lot of sense. He has Phil Deneau has not made a secret about the fact that he does not want to be a three C. Yep. He wants to be a two C. Which is why I'm still kind of ignoring the Colorado, like the Avs should sign him and make him a three C. Like it'd be cool, but he ends up in the exact situation that he was in Montreal where he wasn't happy. Yeah. Um. 
so I think I think that Dano, if they wanted to give him the two C job, look again. I think just giving Robert Thomas that job would be smart, and seeing what he can do. But at the same time, like Robert Thomas, they keep waiting for him. He had three assists in the series against the Abs, twelve points in thirty three games. Again, injured. Um, hasn't really like broken out yet the way that they were hoping. Is that not like their entire lineup, though? I like the list of Sammy Blay and Zach Sanford and Ivan Barbashev, all a bunch it, of dudes that never really quite got there. It, sure, but like those guys, those guys turned into they're NHLers, sure, but yeah, they 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 turned into like a fine fourth line, you know, with um, with Thomas though, like he has a forty point season. You know, like that's a guy that I yeah. think is just a. He's also an RFA, so his contract he's going to get a raise of some kind. I mean, Sam Barbership are face too, but yeah, yeah. Well, and those guys are like that's like a mini raises, sure. That's that's like that guy gets a million and a half, one point seven, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, like those are those are not too big a deal. Yep. <clears throat> um, but I, yeah, I'm, eh. Kairu, Kairu, they need to move up in their lineup. And I think this is where they have this opportunity, right? They can move on from these guys. They can move on from Schwartz and Bozak and Hoffman. They kind of give the kids, some of these younger guys, more opportunity I mean, if they want. But they still have to fill out that lineup. I think they, don't, they aren't better if they just lose Bozak and Schwartz and they don't bring anybody in. I, and Right, that's kind of where I'm at with it, too, is I would lean – more towards giving Schwartz that kind of deal where maybe he takes a little bit less money and you can possibly drop him down your lineup because Schwartz is only 28. Yes, he's had the injury trouble. I get it. But is there not a little bit more faith there in a player in depending on how you feel about it, you can call it the end of their prime or you know a decade ago people consider it the middle of your prime at age 28 as opposed to Tyler Bozak will be 36 next year. Yeah. So again, like Bozak would be like a a one year deal. The guy comes back. Yeah, for sure. The I either guy Bozak or Schwartz, you're not doing anything long term. I don't think. Yeah, Schwartz is a guy that should really take some two year kind of maybe a one or two year deal. Yeah, to rebuild his value in a bigger role, get healthy, and yep, because he's not going to get the big multi year offer that you would have expected two years ago when he had 20 points in their playoff run, you know, and it was like, Oh, this guy's a beast. This is, this is, this, this, this is a very good top six player. Yep. Um, He, he really needs to rebuild that value. So wherever, whatever his deal is um, that it ends up like, I I think it makes the most sense for him to go back to St. Louis Um, to answer is Braden shed more center or not. It really depends on the day. Yeah. We've seen we've seen the Blues struggle with that exact question for his entire tenure. Like, it was pretty telling when they went out and they were like, okay, we need to go get Ryan O'Reilly and we need to go get Tyler Bozak so we can have some center depth. Uh, personally, I certainly like him more on the wing, but... Yeah, me too. Can a dude play center? Yes. And, and has, like... Yeah. yeah. So... Um, Super that, could, that guy's not going anywhere. <laughs> no, that dude is locked into St. Louis for eternity. Yeah. Um, Super chat here from John. Thank you very much. Did you notice how the Blues unloaded on Rant and in game one? They literally teed off on him and he took every shot, including Shen's. Yeah, they, they tried to set a big tone in game one and Landy beating up Braden Shen. Yeah, was the end of that. <laughs> and like, if there's one element that hasn't gotten talked about very much about the series, the Blues tried to bully Colorado. Yeah, and the they got none they of got it. physical, they got feisty, they hit they hit high, they hit late. The Avs responded by just doing the same thing. Yep. They were like, "All right, well, if that's the game that we're going to play, if that's the series that we're going to get into, Dallas 
the Dallas series last year taught them well. Yeah, they they went toe to toe with them, and it didn't phase the Evs one bit through the entire series. They took care of business on that front. Yeah. So. Yeah, it the Avs didn't back down from any of the physicality. They also, for the vast majority of it, were very smart about not taking the extra penalty. They let the Blues do what they were going to do at the right yeah. times and said, check the scoreboard, bro. Yeah, I, I think the only time um, yesterday when they evened up those penalties and it didn't make any sense when Soderbergh went into the box and it was like, yeah, with the total phantom call, honestly, on both guys, there was yeah, hardly was, any penalty there. It was like, okay, I guess you could call roughing on whoever it was that hit Soderbergh, and but Soderbergh didn't do anything; he just stood there. Yep. <laughs> Very strange. It was, and they were like, "You guys are both going," and it was like, "What? This is the weirdest game management call ever." <laughs> <laughs> no, so, I'm anyway. Um. I I do uh, I do think it's going to be interesting to see what they do. They have some raises to give out. Jordan Cairo and Robert Thomas are going to be in line for decent raises, but I think both guys, I think both guys are are bridge candidates. Those are not long term deals. Yeah, um, spot on. And then you know they've got like a bunch of these other guys um, that it's like these fringe guys and. It's, whatever yeah they'll they're, these are meaningful they'll fill out their lineup with the free agency and, and those guys can fill in depth spots or whatever yeah. but the other the other um the expansion draft yep i went and i did their list real quick uh and i think funny enough we talked about it but it looked vince dunn looks like the likeliest guy to get picked out of that group yeah um, i mean you're protecting falk krug and Pareko. Yep. I guess it's Scandella could be interesting. Uh, yeah, just not not ahead of those other guys. Yeah. Um, and then the forwards. You're not getting anything quality out of them on the forward yeah, side. Yeah, I protected O'Reilly, Tarasenko, Shen, uh, Perron, Sunquist, Thomas, and Cairo. Yeah. So Sunquist is the one where it was like you could choose to protect whichever of those guys but right one of the depth guys is available <clears throat> they really want a sammy blay or something yeah exactly if they wanted to if they want to protect sammy blay or ivan Barbashev, great it doesn't yep. change much vince dunn is still the guy that sticks out as he would be the most intriguing yep to to take so it'd be pretty it's funny if they not hard to drop perunovic in there if they take done also. Yeah. It literally fills the exact same role. Yep. So, so, um, expansion, they aren't set to lose an impact player. Yep. Just about sums it up. I think for St. Louis, Oh man, we've got a, we've got a, we're going to have to figure out a way to answer this stuff with Kadri once and for all we've done it. We did an entire Nazem Kadri show, which we answered that question. Yeah. But we've been asked multiple times today. No, I'm Kedri's protecting Nazem Kadri. Full stop. You it's protect, gonna be the new. You uh... Protect that guy. Look, the only I would think I, I would think that the only way that they would reconsider it is if they are without him the entire Vegas series, and, and they, they have no cruise. They yeah. like win in five without Kadri or something. Yeah, and they just they're completely fine. And it's like, oh, maybe this isn't I mean, super important. Even then, there's still no way he's not one of their seven best forwards. Yeah, I mean, I'm... Anyway. You, you and I agree on this, but there are a lot of people twisting themselves into knots to try and get rid of Nazem Kadri. And I'm, for me, I'm still completely fine just running it back. Yep, same. That and then you work new hooks slowly into your lineup and let him take Kadri's job throughout next season. Yeah. I yeah, I don't you're not getting any value by leaving Kadri exposed. There's no like magic beans that you get to protect that are gonna give you more than what Kadri's gonna give you. But Yeah, definitely. Um I'm not 
My hope, my hope is that Kadri wins his appeal. He comes back sometime during the likely Game Vegas two or series three or something, yeah, and plays to the level that we know that he, he can. Yep, that would be very nice. Uh, <laughs> um, certainly, the Avs' focus right now very different than the Blues at the moment as they look forward. Uh, we'll see. The series could end tonight between Vegas and Minnesota, depending on what Minnesota can do. The The schedule will be what it will be. If it does end tonight, expectations are game one will be Thursday. They just announced Thursday's schedule. Yeah. And they left open the, the late night slot. Yep. Which Colorado and Vegas is going to take the late night slot. Yep. We should prepare so, ourselves for that one right now. Unless Minnesota pulls out a win here, that's probably your starting point. Did you see the uh, Josh Archibald clipping? He got suspended. I one did game for the one clipping. game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. Did you see the actual penalty? Do you have a thought on it? I have not seen it. I can look it up really quick, though. So uh, he basically just low bridges Logan Stanley. Oh, I, I saw that like. I saw a glancing view of it. I haven't actually yeah. seen like a good uh, angle, but it 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 remind me who was Andre Mironov. Yeah, who would only ever low bridge? Yeah, <laughs> it reminded me of him. Um, and I I genuinely uh, don't know what the problem is here. I it looks like a clear clipping to me. Yeah. It, I, I'm it was called it right a penalty, now. and I think a suspension is probably a little much for that. But I also don't have an issue with it. Like it's a it's a really dangerous play. Yeah, um, they should be suspending everything under the sun if they gave Kadri eight games. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Yeah. If there's if there's any hope of consistency there, which um, I know they've already handed out a a couple of not so consistent looks, but yeah, no uh, no idea what the what the appeal process timeline looks like. That's going to be very cloak and dagger. Yep, that'll be news when it's news, basically. Yeah, uh, don't know how long that one will take. I imagine several days would be surprised if there's news about that before the next series for the Avs begins. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, no Josh Archibald tonight. The Oilers are in trouble. <laughs> Could Archibald play goaltender? It's really interesting to me that they're starting Mike Smith tonight after that game last night. I mean... <laughs> It's really like I understand that the other option is Miko Koskinen. Yeah, I I understand the position that they're in, (laughs) but I'm still surprised that that's the decision that they have apparently made. Well, do any of your decisions really matter at this point when you're already down 3 0? Uh, yeah, I'm still. I don't know. I'm McDavid and Dryside are just so capable of the series so ain't over till it's over for sure. Yeah. Um that's that's a position. Um I don't know. The the Hella Buck versus I don't know. I've consistently underrated this Jets team because their defense sucks and they just keep getting by. It hasn't been any good in this series, and they're up three nothing against. They gave up the best player in the world. They gave up four goals in two periods to Edmonton, and it just didn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the way it goes sometimes. Yeah, I just don't. I it hasn't made sense to me. I am. I don't know, man. Um, but it's it's interesting to watch and uh winnipeg into the next round and look it just if if things get there if winnipeg advances and then winnipeg comes out of the north if colorado comes out they will play winnipeg because of the top seed thing yep call 
Colorado Winnipeg is my nightmare on a personal level. From <laughs> a course. hockey level, I'm not worried about it. I don't think you're worried about anyone from the north if you're Colorado, to be honest. I'm worried about Toronto. Though I'm not. <laughs> less so um, depending on what happens with JT. That's just a that's a definitely that's a, really a big, big loss, loss for them. Yeah. Yeah. Because so. that's like that's like the strength of their team. Yep. So I'm and, not worried about Boston. Um, I just think I think Boston and Colorado would match up really well. Boston has always kind of taken a beat down from Colorado historically yeah. too. Um, but I did not say his name. I said his initials. It's true. He's. I think he said his name once on this podcast. Since I think he said it once. But yeah. after he said it, the next like three shows, he made sure to call him traitor. So yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, Got to get back on brand. In any case, we could talk about future Avs matchups down the line here, as we do have a couple more days before the Avs yep. play another hockey game. Yeah, we're gonna have a couple of days. Obviously, when we know what the series will be, we'll be doing a series preview. Of course. But out of curiosity, is there anything in particular that people would like for us to dive into? Yeah. If you, if you say the expansion draft, I will have Ali Bane you. <laughs> yeah, but what about Martin Cout? What about him? <laughs> Is the expansion draft eligible? <laughs> you, can, you can refer to my Twitter Your profile. Twitter profile will answer that. It's yep. true. Um, look the the playoffs are one round at a time right it's yeah. it's too hard to think about anything past what we assume will be vegas in round 2 yeah focus so, is really there yep uh in a world where they have move on from kadri i don't think they do is our 2c already in the org or who is your wish list 2c to go for i mean long term yeah alex newhooks right there in the immediate, yeah. we'll see. Yeah. There's so many other things going on. Yep. There's so many variables to that question. You know, I mean, if, if a team if a team comes calling in the offseason and says, hey, we want Nazem Kadri and we'll give you, I don't know, something that Colorado values. It's actually worth, yeah. Yeah, you can't move Kadri under the guise of like, oh, we'll just go sign Phil Deneau then because you have to get that guy to say yes first. Yep. Because if you move Kadri and then Phil Deneau signs in St. Louis or something, then... Great. Now you're worse. Uh, College free agents, I'm sure the Avs will be involved, but it's always difficult for teams like Colorado to get them just because of lack of opportunity. Yeah. Remember when they were bad and they were starting to sign a bunch of college free agents? Because they could give them playing time in the NHL. (laughs) Now, not so easy to do that for Colorado. Yeah. Although it feels like Chicago... Found a way to do it for years, yeah. It feels like Chicago and Toronto just constantly win these, like, free agent battles for these guys. I don't, I don't see any uh, high-end free agents this year. There aren't any guys that really, like this was this was a conversation two months ago when the, yep. that stuff ended. So, yep. Uh, I know it's too we, soon, but what your dream Stanley Cup run? What like what teams would you want the Avs to beat? The one where they win the cup? Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> Doesn't matter who they play. Yeah, yeah, it really, and like. Pittsburgh would be fun. Tampa Bay would be fun. Who cares, uh, though? Do you think the league will try to do something about LTIR abuse? I doubt it. No. The why would GM, they? The GMs in the league are happy with how it is now. Yeah. So. Both sides are benefiting from this. Yep. The The GMs have a way to manipulate the system when it's convenient for them, and the players make their money. You have two happy sides with something. The only people who are unhappy are the people who have no power, and that's the fans. So I don't, you know, I don't see, I I don't see why they would look to do that. 
at all. I I do wonder if what we saw at the deadline, they start to close some of the loophole of sending a player to a team specifically to retain and then yeah, that the, team like, sending the bounce, him somewhere the else. Team just to save cash. Yeah. yeah. Vegas reaped plenty of rewards off of that. Yeah. I'm <clears throat> I would want I I wonder if they try and do something about that uh as that becomes more of a prevalent strategy. But really I don't see I don't see that there's an incentive to do any of that. The Tampa Bay thing this year is really just like a perfect storm of events. Yeah. Of of timelines and and everything that they not just timelines but it happened to the team that was already so ridiculously up against the cap. Yeah. To one of their most valuable cap-wise players. Yeah, and like keep in mind like the league could have made Tampa Bay worse. They put yep. Tyler Johnson on waivers. Yep. Every single team said no thank you. So in a lot of ways, these teams only have themselves to blame for letting Tampa Bay build the way that they did. Um, I'm just not, I'm, I'm annoyed by how it's gone, but it's also the perfect storm for them. That's not something that a team is ever going to be able to get away with again on purpose. Like, Oh, right. Just delay this more because we're going to have a shortened season and this will your time, your recovery timeline lines up perfectly with the start of the pool. Like, come on. This is a one time. This is a one time thing that's happening with those guys. I mean, they might have finagled the timeline a little bit, but yeah, but in a regular year, they're not going to. Yeah. Are they did, in a regular season that Kucherov has surgery? He comes back. You when know, he comes back, yeah, yeah, like he comes, he comes back with twenty games left, or he gets healthy with twenty games left, yeah. And if they choose to sit him for twenty games, that's well, like okay, <laughs> but you know, there there would be a grievance that Kucherov would be able to, yeah, to get going in that case. Uh, oh man, did I call that <laughs> off day to off day today? Optional tomorrow and real practice. The How next did day. you know? How did you know? And they just sent us the schedule, and guess what tomorrow is? Uh, ex- optional. Expect the Evs to be quiet this off season. That is a podcast for said off season. Yeah. Does the Kadri hit no. hurt his value? No, not really. It, it in some ways, sure. I, there I, might be there might be a team or two out there that just says we can't take that chance. I I really but, think that you were kind of already in that boat before the hit. <laughs> like, yeah, I it, like maybe maybe a team or two pushes them over be, the edge. Yeah, it, it won't be a significant number of teams who are like, oh, we don't need a second line center for however million is left on his contract. Four point three or something. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's in the four somewhere. Uh you guys think Ovi would go back to Russia before he plays for another team? Yes. I, I don't think it matters. I think it's a moot point anyway. <laughs> he'll he'll have four point five. Jeez. He can play in Washington for as long as he wants to play in Washington. They'll just keep signing him. <laughs> yeah. I'm I don't think he's going anywhere. Why would anyone be mad that the best players are playing in the playoffs? Yeah, I mean, the GMs are fine with it. The league is fine with it. But yeah, it is what it is. Um, how many more years will the cap be flat? Nobody knows. Whenever the NHL decides that they have made enough money. to the Yeah, cap when, up. whenever the NHL makes up for all the lost money in the last couple of years, basically. Yep. As soon as they go to... it's like, it, From my understanding, they're viewing it like a credit card payment. Like, yep. they have to pay off these last couple of years. So as soon as that gets done, then the cap is allowed to go back up again. And there's a good chance it goes up by quite a bit. Yeah. All right. I think we are about done for the day. So thank you everybody for watching (laughs) and listening. However you consume the podcast, AJ, any final thoughts? Oh yeah. Like, and subscribe on the YouTube as well. I know we're getting a lot of new viewers recently, so if you hit that subscribe button, it helps us out a ton. All right. Final thoughts? Nope.
Curious, curious. There are going to be some teams in the off season is going to be fun this year. I think. I think it's going to be a really active off season. Uh, a lot of teams were really hamstrung last off season. That kind of created a stagnation league wide. And I think that an expansion team always mixes up the market a little bit too. The ex- the expansion team, uh, a really unpredictable draft, I think, is going to create a really interesting uh, draft day market as well. Yep. And a lot of a lot of teams that are trying to shed money and trying to trying to do different things. It's going to be. I'm, I'm very curious to see how this how it all plays out. Yeah, it'll be fun. Uh, hopefully, you know we're not doing pods about the off season for the Avs too soon. But yeah, hoping it's still. I'm I'm hoping we're still a few months away. Honestly. Uh, so we can have these we can have these cadre fights in the one um, week that of time that is left after the finals. <laughs> I am curious to see if he how quickly this dies down if he comes back and just pops and, a goal right away. Well. Yeah, yeah. If he comes back and plays well, how fast this will go away? Because all of this oh exposed cadre stuff is it's pure hostage at the moment. Yep. Yep very much in any case we do have to wrap it up so thank you again we will be back tomorrow with a show on some things if you really have some things is a good way to put it because we really don't know what to talk about until we have a a series preview going on if you feel like you have a great idea for a show in the immediate you can always dm us and we will appreciate it even if we don't decide to go with that show necessarily but until then Enjoy the Vegas-Minnesota game tonight. I know I'll be watching it. We will see you tomorrow.